0: Hello and welcome to the Resilient Kid podcast. You're here with Ash Costello, psychotherapist of over 20 years. And as most of you already know, I work with children and adolescents and families around the globe really now, um, thanks to Zoom. So today we have a very special guest who I absolutely love because she's always really enthusiastic. Um, And today, Michelle Phelps is going to speak to us about Um, finance and how important it is for us to be talking to our kids about finance. And um, I think Michelle puts it really lovely. So I'm going to let her um, talk to you about it. Hi, Michelle, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Oh, you're welcome. So, just before we came live, you kind of phrase which I love because obviously I love um, well-being. I'm all about the well-being, but with money, what what? Tell everybody what the phrase was that you just used.
1: Um, if I remember what you were <laughs> saying, I was financial well-being. So, helping yeah. children to, to uh, with with tips to focus on there and improving their financial
0: well-being. And that's it. And I think we don't realize um, when, you know, kind of as adults, we don't realize that money and, and finances is part of our well-being. I think what we notice is the impact of not having those finances, what impact it has on our mental well-being and often our physical well-being. So to talk about kind of financial well-being, I think is an amazing phrase. It just brings it know into the norm for everybody and actually how important it can be um for us to you know how important it is for us to know about it and so I know you're really passionate because we've spoken about this before off air about um how passionate you are about introducing money to children at an early age and kind of you know teaching them about money so just tell me a little bit about how you got into this how you got into like the world of finance and 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 your passion for you know wanting to share this with kids
1: Sure. So I actually, um, by background, I'm a chartered accountant. That's sort of where I started in my world of finance um, and ended up working in London in commercial finance um, at the end of my career in that area. I took a career break to have my two children um, and my husband and I have since launched our own family uh, wealth management practice. Um, But part of setting that practice up, what was really um, important to me was being a responsible business within the community. Um, and making sure that we're giving back to the community. Um, so we are championing initiatives to support financial education. Um, and since we've been sort of doing this, a lot of statistics have come to light talking about the impact on mental health um, of financial and money worries with adults. And really the best way that we can approach that is by making sure that children are given the skills that they need so that they can feel more confident with their finances as they go out into the big bad world, as it were. Um, If you think like 18 year olds now, they're sort of, you know, they hit 18 and they go off, they might start earning money. They've got money coming to a bank account. They're kind of just thrown in at the deep end. And um, really if we can give them those skills beforehand, then it doesn't have to be so daunting for them
0: absolutely and i think as well as as parents i don't think we realize our chat around money sometimes can have quite a negative effect on kids so um i know i have um young clients who will talk about oh you know dad's worry dad worries about money or, or mom worries about money and and when you unpick that sometimes it is just generally a conversation you know that they have had maybe around the dinner table or an off-the-cuff remark to the partner and the kids are hearing this and they start to worry as if like it's an issue and um, one of the things that I noticed is my daughter I said to her oh we need to get you some new I don't know if it was rugby boots or dance shoes or whatever and she said we well, don't need them and I was like well no I think you do and she was like no no I don't need them and they still fit me and I was like yeah but they're looking a bit scruffy let's get you a new set for you know going back to rugby and stuff and um I said to her what what like why are you like not taking the offer up like you know if that was me I'd have been like absolutely yeah get me a new pair Mm -hmm. Um, and she was like well I just I don't see the point of wasting money and I said to her okay, let's have a conversation about this. Because you know me, I'm very positive and, and very positive around money as well. I think it's important that kids hear positive things and don't have that like lack mindset. Oh, yes. And um, I said to her, is it that you think we've got no money or is it that you're just very careful with yours and because she earns her own money as well? And she went, oh no, it's because I'm tight. And I just set <laughs> off my you no know, so, I think there's two things there. I think one, we need to be careful about how we talk about money around our kids, and also get get to grips of what they think about money and, and kind of open that conversation around the dinner table about, um, you know, money and what they think of it. What's your thoughts on that, Michelle? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So the and the the um the evidence backs up what you're saying then. So they say that around the age of five, children can start to sort of always have their And their own attitudes or beliefs when it comes to to money and how they how they might approach it. Um, And by the age of seven, actually, a lot of those habits are locked in, um, which is quite scary. And you sort of think, well, a seven year old, how much experience do they have with money? But actually, it's all a lot of it is inherited from parents from conversations. the way that they share their sweets for example or the way that they eat their sweets we talk about instant gratification and some children they'll get their sweets and they'll sort of you know they'll scoff them all and other children will say well i'm going to have some now and i'm going to save some for later so even though they're not actually touching money they're almost developing these sort of um habits and approaches to sets and things that they have um and that then actually then feeds into how they they deal with with money as well, um, but I think it's a really interesting point you make about um, their parents and adults and having those conversations. I think in the UK especially, we are um, we're quite conscious when it comes to talking about money, and we're we're not very confident people when it comes to talking about money often. So a lot of us will think, "Oh, we've made we're bad with money because we've made mistakes in the past," and it it affects a lot of parents. They don't feel that they can have that conversation with their children um or is actually just happy and being open if we've made mistakes share those mistakes with our children because actually then they can learn from those and hopefully that can help them not to make those same mistakes as they then grow up as well
0: yeah absolutely and i think as well because we i think there's a few things that you've said there i think one for me i think we don't talk about money enough in the uk i think it's seen as you know we're showing off if we've got Money spare or we're splashing out on a new car or whatever you know not thinking I think quite often the judgment is oh look at them rather than they must have worked hard to get that you know so that we have that mindset I think also as well I think a lot of um women can be um in the workplace are actually not earning as much as their male counterparts but don't know it because those conversations are not open and honest. And so that has been seen, and and a lot in the last kind of 18 months, I would say, Um, you know, you see that. But also as well, I think for me, one of the important things that you said is for us to be talking confidently about money. So, yes, we might make mistakes with it. Yes, we might have made it. You know, um, we might have blown money on a car that we probably didn't need or, or you know, an investment or even, you know, we've overspent. Right? We You know, we might have ordered something online and maybe we can't afford it. But to have those conversations so that our children are confident in talking around money.
1: Yeah, and also so that when they make mistakes, they don't feel like it's this monumental problem, that they realise that we all make mistakes. You know, name me a person that's never made a mistake when it comes to money or money management or hasn't blown money on, you know, I don't know, that bag or those shoes or, or things that they actually maybe didn't need to, or maybe we've got ourselves into debt because of various circumstances. It doesn't It doesn't define us as individuals that those things have happened. And actually by letting our children see that side of us, it helps it to be to be a real thing. This happened to mummy, or this happened to grandma, whoever their sort of caregiver is, and and it's okay, you know. They work their way through it. They learn from it, and that's the key. Providing we learn from the mistakes that we make, that's the key thing, and and that's the real positive message that we can be passing on to to our children for their sort of financial future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things is so my um, so I've got two two children. Um, one who's 11, one who's almost 14, nearly a birthday. Um, and both of them, when we was in lockdown, started their own little business and they loved it. You know, uh, the eldest, she was very much about saving the money, as you can imagine from what I've just said. But she was about saving the money and stuff. The youngest, he couldn't wait to blow his, you know. And it was what we did was kind of do a little um technique where they had to put some money back in for their stock because they were selling things and they had to save some and then they could blow the rest if they wanted to so they had like a three little jar system going um and that worked really really well but then I realized kind of um he just this week has gone to the shop on his own um and I gave him some money and actually I hadn't realized that even though I was used to him, you know, counting out these money into these jars and stuff that he hadn't gone to the shop before with that money in his hand waiting for change and and kind of working out, did he have enough? Now he could do it because he's 11. But I think because of lockdown, because of, you know, we haven't, um, he would have probably done that a couple of years ago if, you know, mm-hmm. if we hadn't have been in the situation we have. And actually, I was quite worried because I was thinking, this is the first, he's 11. You know, this is the first time he's really gone to the shop on his own. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so what what kind of age do you think we should start to introduce those concepts of kind of buying things or going to the shop or you know change that kind of thing Michelle.
1: I think the earlier the better um so we're certainly um my youngest is four Harper um and we are currently sort of trying to get her used to the concept of money um yeah. we left yesterday we were I was on the way home um from my parents saying we're gonna go pick daddy up from work now and she's like no mummy daddy needs to work and do more jobs so he can get more money <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> <laughs> sort of going in because you know they see us go into the shop with our plastic credit cards or debit cards and you just sort of you know you hold it at the um contact list and you pay so we, we're using less cash covid has obviously impacted that um but yeah the earlier the better so they say sort of between the age of five and seven actually is, is a good age to start um helping children just to have that exposure even if it's with you with them Um, little bits of pocket money or if you go into the shop and you need to spend, you know, you're buying something you would have done anyway, so let's say you're getting some crisps or some biscuits or something that they might engage with Um, tell them what you were going to spend and let them sort of look at what the different prices are so you're there with them, they're not doing it on their own but they're realising that you're not just getting the biscuits off the shelf and putting them into the trolley you're actually looking at how much those biscuits cost and how much you've got to spend towards them Um, so best simple ways that you can do it when they're just that little bit younger. Um, and I completely, I think what you have did with your son and, and actually it, have, giving him that physical money, it is a good way to learn because you see that you give something, you get something back as you change. Um, and even if you aren't doing that in the shop, to do that at home and play shop and those sorts of activities um, is really helpful one of the things we do we did over lockdown with families um sort of slightly older like maybe preteens um was saying we gave them a a list of here's all the things you can buy from the shop and the cost of them and set different tasks so can you feed a family for 15 pounds a day for example and help them so this sort of looking at what ingredients do they need what sort of treats might they need milk and bread and just making it real for children so money isn't this thing that they don't really engage with it's something that they touch and see on a regular basis
0: yeah and I think um I'm I'm really about kind of a positive money mindset as well because I think often you know we talk to kids about don't waste the electric don't you know um like if they spill something, you know. I think, and I think quite often we jump to, do you know how much that costs, or or things like that, and that gives them quite a negative, um, you know, money mindset. And I think it's important that we talk about it in a positive way. Like, what can you buy for your money for that? You know, so they do start to realize the concept of money because it is quite, particularly plastic. You know, it's quite out there concept in it. Saying this yeah. is worth this. Yeah. Um,
1: and the planning bit's really important as well, because you can talk about that in a positive way. So I think as adults, we'll talk about our rainy day fund. It's a very negative sort of connotation, isn't it? But actually, that idea of putting some money aside for things that might happen in the future that we might need is a positive concept. It's planning for the future and making sure that we're we're ready for whatever happens, um, but sharing it in a way which is we're being prepared here, we're being responsible by putting this money aside, rather than did you know how much that cost? Um, so it's just having that slightly different um, take on things because things do happen and, you know, we do go through life events, they do impact us financially. So you, you it's important, children are aware that things happen that cost money, um, but also aware that they can do things so that they're prepared for it.
0: Yeah, that, absolutely. I really like that, you know, idea of just spinning it round and making it more positive. Um, so is there is there kind of any other things that we, you know, we could be doing with our kids to, you know, to talk about money more? Um, I know you've said about, um, you know, taking, some, taking them to the shop with you and, and things like that. And, and giving them, I know for me, with my age um, kids, I'm quite lucky so we've started to give them one night a week they make dinner and actually i'm thinking now you're saying it oh actually what i could do is say to them right because we literally live next door to sainsbury's Other supermarkets are available obviously. <laughs> but um, i'm actually thinking right okay you know because they'll often pick what they want to eat and i have to you know what they're cooking so we have to kind of take into account a their cooking skills and um, the older ones actually really good but the young one he would eat pizza every single time if we let him so um you know I'm thinking now I could almost say to him right okay here's so much money now or you've got so much to spend now go and get whatever it is we're having for dinner you know That's a big risk on our behalf, can I just
1: say. (laughs) I've got a couple of activities um, packed already that um, sort of help with like a a make-believe version of that. So if you
0: want a
1: practice run or a couple of practice runs to check his skills before you uh, unleash him on the shop, then uh, I'm happy to share those and you're welcome to share them out with your community as well.
0: Oh, brilliant. Um, That's great. So we'll we'll kind of put links to Michelle and, and stuff like that underneath in the show notes so um that's amazing thanks and um i will thank you when it's his turn to cook and he's had a bit of
1: <laughs> when he's forgotten the onions or something yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but no
0: that is it's,
1: it's just all these practical experiences isn't it and you know the likes of pocket money are great ways of giving children some responsibility over money so they have that money that is theirs and they can feel that they can choose what they what they want to spend it on and how they want to spend it um, so it's just thinking of little ways that we can encourage our children to have some responsibility. Um, but like you say, for that to be a positive experience, a, com- a confidence building experience that they have money um, and that like, look at me going into the shop and getting my change. These are all things to reinforce that confidence that they do know what they're doing with their money. Um, because we, we see that lack of confidence is what affects people's financial well-being actually as they go through then into, into adulthood.
0: Absolutely. And I'm just thinking of some of the clients that I have, you know, who have kind of turned 16, got their first job, you know, it doesn't matter. It might be at the local takeaway, it might be, you know, um, at an ice cream shop or whatever. But so, you know, I know, and I, I don't know about you, Michelle, but I remember being kind of a Saturday kid. We used to call it a Saturday kid, where you used to have a job on a Saturday. Um, and I used to work for a very well-known bakery because my Nana was a troubleshooter there. So um, I was always guaranteed a job on a Saturday. And I remember working during the summer and having this big pay packet at the end of the week, which was cash at the time. You know, you didn't put it in the bank. It was actually cash. And I remember having my eye on a pair of Reebok trainers in the sports shop opposite where I worked. And and knowing that I have to earn like so much do so many hours, work so much to get this amount to go over to the shop and get them. And I think within the month, within four weeks, I had enough. And these trainers were obviously extortionate at the time. Um, but I remember going, and I'll never forget that first purchase of those, you know, real trainers that weren't practical. I didn't have to wear them for school or whatever, because it, they were just mine and I'd earned it. And that was such a lovely feeling that I'd earned that money. Mm. But again, what I'm asking you is, is there some advice that we can give to, you know, students or or, or those young people who are going out and getting that first time job? Um, yes, of course, If you know, if you want to blow your first pay packet like I did, then great. But kind of after that, how do they look after their money? You know, is there an, ad, you know, do you have certain advice where you would say, well, think about saving this amount or, or anything like that?
1: It's really interesting hearing you tell that story because one of the things that I talk really to people about is, is, is a big barrier and, and, and an issue I think for us in, in modern society and that is the um, appeal of instant gratification. So we are surrounded by different forms of media that are fighting for our time and for our money and actually that's gonna be a real challenge to today's children as they are growing up in this sort of social media advertising focused world. Um, and the, the best way that we say to overcome that is to actually have goals and have real specific goals. So you, your example of your trainers, I would actually say is an example of delayed gratification because you know that you want something, but you actually save that money over time to then get that purchase and you learn that how good that feels that you'd put that money aside and then you're able to buy that sort of product at the end of it. So I would, I would say to encourage your children as they are starting to earn money to think not just of what they want quickly, but, but what would they like to have in, you know, three, four, six, eight weeks time, and maybe have a little project where they can just put that little bit aside and let them have that feel good feeling at the end of being able to hit and achieve that goal really that is then teaching them that they can work towards something longer term so it doesn't always need to be about the here and the now and you know what can I click online and quickly buy but actually having that longer term focus because that's what we often struggle with as adults we're so focused in the current and the now and what we see on Instagram it affects us as adults too and it's going to affect the kids so having that focus on something down the line Um, In terms of percentage that should be saving, um, there's lots of different opinions on on that. And I think initially for children, if it's their first pay packet, the key is really to helping them set their own target for that, but helping them actually have a thought process to say, well, how much am I going to put aside? Because realistically, at that point, the percentage doesn't matter, but it's the thought process and that positive association of saving for something down the line. um, That's the important concept for them to grasp. So don't worry too much about the how much, but the process of having that conversation, what do you think you could be putting some money aside for? What would that look like? And then the feel-good factor they get when they actually hit that goal.
0: Absolutely. And I think you've just reminded me of my um, auntie. So I, my auntie and uncle have three boys and my uncle had a garage, uh, um, you know, like a mechanics uh, garage. And all three boys all worked various different jobs in the garage. And um, my uncle's now retired. The three lads run the garage as does one of their sons as well, which is really nice. But my auntie was the accountant. So she would give them their pay packet every week, but she would take so much off them every single week and put it in a bank account. And that bank account got them their first car and got them their first deposit for a house and you know at the time I remember thinking I wish my mum would have done that for me do you know what I mean because and she was just like no that's you know that's how you have to do it if you want it and and I think it's it's a really good way like you say it's not the percentage it's the it's the thought process and I think for me as a therapist, I get lots and lots of, you know, um, young people through the door who are really struggling with that instant gratification, you know, because they, they can't understand why they've not got this now. And it's because as parents, you know, um, we're constantly struggling with technology. And, you know, you and I both say we love tech. You know, it's it's what's allowing us to be talking today. So it's fantastic. But, but equally... It is teaching the kids that very fast answers, very, you know, at a touch of a button. And so actually, if we, can, if we can give them the skills to just remember to slow that down and that not everything is instant, and particularly when it comes to money, um, because I think if we don't, then I guess the negative side is that we start to go into debt because we want it now.
1: Yeah. And I think it's a re- there's a really important conversation to have with children about advertising and about how it works. So that when they see the celeb that they follow on Instagram with a new product or plug in a new product, that person is getting paid to do that. You know, and it so much of it seems so subtle, doesn't it, with advertising, but actually so much money goes into it. Um, so it's a great conversation as adults to have with our young ones to say, you know, this is happening. This is being funded. They're paying for these people to have that handbag on their arm or those trainers on their feet. Um, just to help them have that realisation that that isn't just the world and how it is. It's a manipulated world to try and get you to feel that you also need those things. Um, so, yeah, definitely want to have a conversation about.
0: Absolutely, and I think the tide is turning a little bit with um, influencers, particularly on Instagram, because of all the young people that follow them, that actually they need to be, um, you know, I know a few celebs who've been called out lately because they haven't said, this is product placement. And I think we've been quite lucky here in the UK. In in America, you know, big companies pay lots of money to have their bottle of drink or you know their product placed in movies Um, and we we're not as open to that here we haven't had I think probably because of the BBC you know we've been quite lucky that that hasn't happened so much um but yeah I think having those conversations I think is really important thank you um so so what what kind of um what kind of tips do you think that you know you could be giving our parents so that they um, can talk in a positive way and and help build build these like money really confidence skills in our kids
1: um i think in t- in terms of financial well-being certainly the the key thing is to start early um, so evidence tells us that children's attitudes towards money are developed at five, and actually are pretty sturdy by age seven. So the earlier we can start teaching them about the world of money, um, the better. You know, even if we're starting those conversations at that preschool level, um, I would say that would be you know a super important. Tip. Um, if you haven't started already, and your children are older, don't worry about that. Just start having those conversations. Um, and don't worry about, you know, your confidence and, and what you're going to say. Just having that conversation is the important part. Um, secondly, I'd say to put learning into practice. So lots of children learn better by doing things. So giving them that sort of experiential learning has been proven to be a lot more effective in terms of helping them to remember those skills. So like, for example, with your son, actually going and taking that cash into the shop is a very different experience to talking about it at home or to doing it with practice money. Um, so try and give children as many opportunities to do that. Use games for younger children to help them to almost get that equivalent um, experience as well while they're younger. Um, and then finally, just make the most of everyday events. There are opportunities to learn about money all around us—from a trip to the shop, to a conversation when we're going into the bank, to an advert that we see on a bus stop. Um, there's so many things around us that are all financial and money. Um, back. They're all sort of um, trying to get my words out here, but they're all um, from the financial world. So use okay. all of every day. Yeah, so use those everyday situations to have a finance conversation, uh, a money conversation. And and by doing that, hopefully we can help our generation of children as they grow up to be more comfortable talking about money. Because I know our generation aren't so good at doing that. So the more that we can encourage our children to do that, the better that that will be as well.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the, I think those tips are really, really good. And I think one one thing that I would just say further, and, and, you know, it's very apparent for you and I, but I think it's great when, you know, you get a job when you're babysitting and, you know, you're 13 and you get your first babysitting job and you might get a tenner or whatever and all the snacks you could eat. And then you kind of move on and you go, like, to, you know, a shop or into retail or, or cinemas to do to do a job and, and that's amazing. And then you kind of, whether you go to university or you go to an apprenticeship, And you've got a job there. But I think as well that often I think if you're, you know, when I was when I was younger, everybody that I see all had long term jobs. So my mom and dad worked for ICI. um, You know, my uncle worked for Shell. So they worked for these big organizations and pretty much worked all their life you know, in the same one. And they got a set amount of wages every week or every month or whatever. And yet, you know, if you think about you and I, we're both entrepreneurs, you know, we've got our own businesses. And I think actually, one of the reasons why I said to my kids during the first lockdown was let's do something. And it was just purely for them to realise that Yes, if they want to go to university, amazing. If they want to go and get a job, amazing. But I also wanted them to know that they could earn money in a different way. You know, that it is about, um, you know, not just going and getting a job. And that's great if that's what you want to do. But also equally, you can work for yourself.
1: Yeah. And we're just realizing that that value of different ways of of earning money and actually the reality i think is that we're all very different we all have different skills when it comes to life we have different skills when it comes to business we have different skills when it comes to money Um, so it's important i guess just talking about the different approaches that they can have in different ways that they can can look at that and find out what their skills are what makes them happy
0: yeah absolutely and using those skills in in a positive way and, and improving their kind of money confidence as well Michelle do you know what it's been amazing to kind of have this conversation with you and just open that conversation with our kids you know whether it's around the dinner table or in the car I always my top tip is always talk to the kids in the car about serious things because a you're not um, kind of staring at them you're not directly giving them eye contact which they tend to um, be more open um, around subjects when you're doing that Um, but also as well just, just for me, for to have that conversation with kids about money, which you know is often seen as a negative thing, and if we can introduce it, like you say, and give them those everyday lived experiences based around money and and what money brings for us, then I think that can really set them up for you know for a good financial future.
1: Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. It's giving them that experience, isn't it, and help holding their hand as they gain those experiences and as they grow that confidence themselves
0: excellent and thank you Michelle for joining us today so where i mean i obviously know where you are because um you're very close to me so i love it um, so but where can we find you where if we wanted to know some more information you know around kind of family finances and stuff where would we be yeah. able to get in touch
1: so, we try and share a lot of sort of family based posts on our Instagram account. So, we are at Hartford Wealth. Um, same on Facebook at Hartford Wealth. Um, if you want to get in touch, our website is www.hartfordwealth.co.uk. Um, but also, feel free if anyone wants to drop me some messages, I've got some great resources um that we use with local children when we're running programs um, and they're free resources that we're happy to share if anyone would like access to them for their children as well so I'll put my details um with this for you to share um, and people are welcome to get in touch that way as well
0: Awesome. So what we'll do, um, everyone, is we'll put uh, Michelle's contact details in the show notes and also on our social media posts as well. So you can you know, get in touch either via Insta or Facebook or the website. So um, Michelle, can I just say thanks again? It has been absolutely amazing to, to listen to somebody who talks about you know, passionately about money in such a positive way. But also, you know, with those real keen tips on how we can get our children